As we concentrate that the gifts of the Holy Spirit might function are what the secularist might speak of as the paranormal, let us believe. Let us believe. What do you want to call me a murderer for? I've never killed anyone. I don't need to kill anyone. I think it. I have it here. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Go into the light. Here's Johnny. Please, God. This is God. You still wake up sometimes, don't you? Wake up in the dark. Welcome to Hauntings and Homicide. This is the beginning of our Halloween spectacular. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Halloween is both of our favorite times. Mm-hmm. Um, who doesn't love it? My house has been decorated for like two weeks already. So yeah, it's a good time of the year. It's the only time of the year. Oh, by the way, yeah. I'm Selena. Mm-hmm. I'm scared of everything. And I sleep with the nightlight. But I love Halloween. It doesn't really make sense. I'm Heather. I haven't slept in years. So, yeah. I feel like we should have all of our lovely listeners comment on either Instagram or Facebook or any of our socials and tell us your favorite part about Halloween. Whether it be an activity, a favorite movie you have. Tell me what you're dressing up as. Most yes. I need to know all the costumes. I yes. want to hear all about it. So, yeah. Today, we're doing our first Halloween special our first in our halloween spectacular theme bob um we're talking about cryptids if you don't know what a cryptid is i'll give you a quick little definition a cryptid is a creature whose existence is suggested but has not yet been confirmed um i'm a cryptid (laughs) um we each decided that we would pick one to talk about i decided to choose a sasquatch and Heather chose the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. So other cryptids include Mothman, mm-hmm. Jackalope, Jersey Devil, Devil, Chupacabra. Yeah. That's one. Those are some good examples. I am going to give you a brief history of Sasquatch followed by a first encounter story. Sasquatch, or Bigfoot as they are commonly referred to, is a hairy, upright, walking ape-like creature that dwells in the wilderness and leaves behind these massive-ass footprints. They can be anywhere from 6 to 9 feet tall and very muscular, and they are covered in either black, dark brown, or reddish hair. Their footprints are said to be as large as 24 inches. Jesus. That's huge. That's, like, bigger than my dog. So although there is no definitive origin story for Sasquatch, the creature is said to have been rooted in indigenous culture. Hmm. The word Sasquatch is said to be an angelicization of the Salish word Sasquets, meaning wild man or hairy man. The Sitalis people of Chileas claim a strong bond to Sasquets and believe it has the ability to move between the physical and spiritual realm. About one-third of Sasquatch sightings come from the Pacific Northwest. And according to an article published by the Travel Channel, the top eight states to encounter a Sasquatch sighting are as follows. Washington, with 2,032 sightings. Then comes sunny California, with 1,697 sightings. Then Pennsylvania comes in third, with 1,340 sightings. Then in fourth place, it's Michigan, with 
1,131 sightings. In fifth place is New York with 1,068. In sixth place is Ohio with 1,024 sightings. Seventh place is Oregon with 1,009 sightings. And Texas coming in eighth place with 806 Texas. sightings. Texas. That's... So it has to prove that it's a whole species and they're all big families and they're just migrating throughout the U.S. Are they like getting in a car? And like, is well, this like Harry and the Hendersons? They're they're tall, so their 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 strides How do are they bigger. Get from one so state to the next, they can probably travel through a state in like a day and a half. They got big strides, but just. I mean, I understand that they're being seen in like these, you know, rural areas, but. If you're traveling from state to state, someone's going to see you on the I-95. That's going to have to require you talking to Sasquatch and asking how they transport. Do you think we could get them for an interview? We might be able to. Do you have X-Files connections? Can you you make that happen? It's not very nice. Not very nice. I know it's Libra season, but it's not very nice. Hey, that's Remy that's wilding out, not me. Not yet. Um, so yeah, like we were saying, California comes in number two, which is weird, because it's... Thanks, I hate it. It's, it's here. It's our home state. (laughs) Yes, it is here. (laughs) That is right. Which I believe brings me to my story. My lovely best friend, Kylie, had gone camping up in the Sequoias a couple years ago. I believe it was like three years ago, and had an encounter with what she believes is Sasquatch. So let me tell you, in her words, what had happened. Mm -hmm. So we had an uneasy feeling at the campsite from the beginning. It was the three of us and one other camper who was by themselves with their dog a couple of campsites away. We kept smelling a weird, dirty smell around us. When we decided to go to bed, we woke up three hours later to a loud, growling yell that shook the ground. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. It sounded like it was coming from across the meadow, which was about a half mile long. It continued with multiple growling yells of different tones. They sounded like they were eating because we heard a cow from the meadow die slowly. And she puts traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely not like any animal we've heard before. Definitely not coyotes, a bear, or a mountain lion. After the horrible feast, we heard something walking around us, digging through trash cans. We heard trees knocking all night and rocks being thrown around. We also heard something run through the trees next to us, breaking them down like it was no problem. All the sounds of walking and running were bipedal. We made the the car alarm go off multiple times, and the creature kept coming back or stayed. Most bears or lions would run and not come back. Weirdest part is the camper next to us dipped as soon as the sun came up. Mm-hmm. All the trash we heard thrown around was picked up, and some ranchers came by and yelled at us to stay in our tents until they said to come out. We stayed up all night, scared with knives ready, and an ex-marine was even crying. Mm. I was in denial until later, and then I cried. And the campsite is the Esham in Sequoia, which apparently has had multiple sightings from different campers. Scary, right? Uh, So I had remembered her taking this trip and being so super excited about it because they were going to go to the Sequoias, they were going to camp. It was her, her now husband, and their best friend. 
and they're avid campers. They do all that stuff. And I remember her texting me saying we had to come home. And I was like, what? Cause going up to Sequoia is like a five, six hour drive. I want to say. And she's like, I'll just have to tell you about it later. So I remember her coming to work the next day and she was like freaked out talking about it. Like none of them even wanted to talk about it. It was that traumatizing to her. So I truly do believe her when she feels like she encountered something not human-like kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but with her story, she did go on to say that she feels like she may have left things out. After all, it had, it had been a few years. Plus, she was so traumatized and I'm sure you kind of just start to block things out of your memory. So we can't prove that this creature exists, but we also can't prove that it doesn't exist. Which in my mind always means it definitely fucking exists. And I think that's kind of the thrill of it. Um, It's going to be one of those age-old battles between scientists and believers. Scientists want to just say that we are crazy and we're missing things. Um, I don't believe that's true. I believe that if there have been so many encounters and so many sightings, especially dating back to indigenous tribes and going as far as like the 1800s, I think there has to be some weight with that. Um, I will end this with a quote from Dr. Jane Goodall. She goes, I guess I'm a romantic because I don't want to disbelieve that they don't exist. So I'm like, well, if Jane Goodall said it, right, we all got to believe it. That's how I feel. That bitch doesn't fuck around. That's how I feel. And because she loves her like monkeys and they think like it's a, you know, she, hey, she believes I believe. Totally. She's a legit scientist. Yeah. So my sources for my subject were from nessie.co.uk which is a super adorable website. And it's like, it goes on and on about how it's family friendly and stuff. And at the bottom, if you look at the links that it has, it offers um, essay writing services and like places where you can outsource your homework. I'm just like, this is gangsta as fuck. I like it. Nessie.co.uk is not fucking around. I like it. They will hook you up. So the year was 1933. In America... President was Franklin D. Roosevelt, and Britain's Prime Minister was Ramsay MacDonald. Adolf Hitler was just appointed appointed Chancellor of Germany. On the lighter side of things, my favorite Mae West movie, I'm No Angel, was a huge hit, and the cost of gas in America was 10 cents a gallon, and Prohibition was finally repealed. So basically, shots by LMFAO started playing and everyone got turned. Also in 1933, a road alongside the Loch Ness was paved that allowed passers-by a clear view of the lake. As I'm sure you can guess, accounts of Nessie sightings started rolling in. A couple driving by in April of 1933 described it as looking like a dragon or prehistoric monster. As the car drove past the scene, the figure completely disappeared into the water. When the sightings continued to occur, the Daily Mail newspaper enlisted Marmaduke Weatherall, a big game hunter, to track the creature down. In his search, he located large footprints on the shore that he described as belonging to a quote-unquote very powerful, soft-footed animal about 20 feet long. 
Luckily, someone had enough sense to call in zoologists to inspect the tracks, which turned out to be made with a hippopotamus foot, which must have been attached to some kind of handle used for stamping it into the ground. Where did they get a fucking hippopotamus foot? I was going to say, I'm like, that's a very... Where would you fucking get that? What sort of dark web did they have in 1933 that could hook them up with a fucking hippo foot? Explain. I need answers. You're going to have to ask the people. It's unclear as to whether Weatherall was involved in the hoax or if he'd just been duped like everyone else was. I'm thinking he has something to do with it. Okay, but where did they get the hippo foot? <laughs> I, 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 that's not something you can just get, okay? No, you can't go to Walmart and get a hip. Okay, whatever. While some hopes were dashed by this unfortunate debacle, others were more fired up than ever to prove that Nessie was real. The very next year would reap the most iconic image of the sea serpent in existence. Known as the surgeon's photo, Kenneth Wilson's photograph depicts what appears to be the slender neck of the creature protruding from the water. The picture was printed in the Daily Mail and once again sparked belief in the hearts of the people. Fortunately, years later, this photo was revealed to be another part of the hoax. The picture actually taken of a toy submarine by Christian Serling a.k.a. son-in-law of our buddy Marmaduke, because Weatherall wanted revenge against the Daily Mail, who had publicly ridiculed him over the hippopotamus fiasco. I hope to God it's the only time I ever in my life write the words hippopotamus fiasco in the same sentence. I think it's funny how long the Daily Mail's been around. The fucking Daily Mail is ancient as fuck. So, Weatherall had enlisted Sperling, his son Ian, and an insurance agent friend to aid in his plot for vengeance. So... I feel like Marmaduke was definitely a Scorpio because like his idea for vengeance here, like he didn't just take spray paint and go write the daily mail sucks dicks. No, he went like, he was like, I'm going to destroy them. Yeah. And apparently he built, okay, here's where I'm confused. Spoiler alert. He did not destroy the daily mail. He did not. But a forever. He did some damage. He apparently built this toy submarine himself. He didn't just like, you know, go to Toys R Us and get it, which I find very confusing. Was Toys R, Ra- Toys R Us around no. in 1933? Don't think so. <laughs> anyway, um, so he, like, attached this toy submarine to, like, a boat and, like, pulled pulled it around mm-hmm. and, like, took a picture. But, like, if he built this toy submarine himself, why didn't he just build a toy Loch Ness monster? Right. Why did you, what? He should have kept it going. He should have went a step further. If you want the, like silhouette of a neck and a head and what like, why is it a summer anyway apparently like someone even was coming by on their boat and he like sunk the submarine on purpose so no one would see it it's just a lot of work i'm sure we've all seen this picture right mm-hmm. okay if not we'll put it up on our socials oh we're gonna yeah i feel like i looked at it for two seconds and can tell it was a really tiny thing you can see that the ripples and everything it's small it's not. To be honest, I'm going to look this up again. Up. I, I know the picture, the but I don't think I've, photo, like... It looks like a... To- like, I feel like any person with sense should have been able to look at that and go, that's small. Like, if you look at the ripples, you know, I guess it's easy to say all these years later, out of context, whatever. So, Maurice Chambers was the one who gave the photos to Kenneth Wilson to take the to the Daily Mail. 
The public, though, would know nothing of this until 1974, and in 1934, Nessie was more real to them than ever. It was around this time that theories began to form about Nessie possibly being a plesiosaur, a long thought to be extinct species of aquatic dinosaur that resembled the creature in the photo. Plesiosaurs were about 15 feet long, with a long, flat body and a short tail, a long neck, and a mouthful of sharp teeth. Plesiosaurs were carnivorous, feeding on fish and crustaceans, and they moved themselves through the water by flapping their fins. Super fucking cute. I love plesiosaurs. I was, like, so stoked to have to do all this research on dinosaurs when I was doing it. I'm like, I love dinosaurs, I love plesiosaurs, I love all of this. So, um... If you buy into the whole plesiosaur theory, uh, that's basically the plot for The Creature from the Black Lagoon, which this all kind of ties in there, which I guess is why it's such a cliche for me to love the Loch Ness yeah. Monster. Um, the whole alone creature left over from a prehistoric era somehow surviving extinction and living in an obscure corner of the earth. Yeah, that's why I was like, yeah, I can guarantee you that's why she's doing this, but... I love sea creatures. Even though I'm also fucking horrified of them at the same time. There's nothing more terrifying to me than the ocean and water. Just horrifies me. So, we don't really know what's going on down there in those watery depths. I find it just as nonsensical as believing we are alone in this universe. Thinking that we know for certain that all the creatures we haven't seen in several thousand years are absolutely extinct. Mm -hmm. There are still so many unexplored areas of this planet, which is fucking horrifying. Yeah, what is it? We've only discovered, like... What is, You're going to say a number now? I was going to try. I'm, it's some super small number. Like, we still have so much... There's so much going on down there in the ocean. Yeah. We don't know. I think, yeah. We I was going to try to pull some number out my ass, and then okay. I was like, Meh. Anyway, oh. in the meantime, here's some quick facts about the Loch Ness. Tell me. It is the largest body of fresh water in Britain, holding more water than all the other lakes in Wales, Scotland, and England combined. It is 22 and a half miles long, has a depth of 754 feet, and has a bottom that is completely flat. That's weird. The Loch Ness has seven different rivers that feed into it. The Loch Ness also doesn't freeze, I assume because it's so deep. So, after many years of reported sightings, the most intense and thorough search in history was launched in hopes of finding definitive proof that Nessie existed. Known as Operation Deep Scan, the million-dollar endeavor used sonar technology to sweep every inch of the Loch Ness in 1986. Due to bad weather, this excursion that would require 19 boats was postponed, but in October 1987, all systems were go. It was the largest sonar sweep in any body of freshwater to date, and spectators, along with plenty of reporters, flocked from far and wide to experience the event firsthand. Unfortunately, the operation was deemed a flop, as no creature was procured from the water and presented for the world to see, but that doesn't mean that they found nothing down there in the depths of the Loch Ness. Three different objects had appeared on the scans, all of them being too large to be fish or even a shark. When a couple of boats went out the next day to scan the exact coordinates in which the objects had been initially located, there was nothing there, indicating that these objects were not stationary, but living creatures that had moved on from those spots. Now, in 2018, New Zealand scientists began a year-long project studying eDNA, meaning environmental DNA, to figure out just how many and what kinds of creatures live in the Loch Ness. 
The results of the study were revealed just a couple of weeks ago, as of today in September of 2019, but sadly there is no DNA evidence of plesiosaur or any other creature that might be similar. There was no DNA evidence of sharks, catfish, or sturgeon, which were both other theories for what the creature might be. There was, however, plenty of eel DNA. While the scientific evidence cannot confirm size of a creature, giant eels are not ruled out, making this the current frontrunner for theories on how the Loch Ness Monster may be identified. Was that the end of your segment? That's the end. Oh. Okay. Um... There's been lots of sightings of the creature over the years, but I couldn't get into all of them. So because I'm gonna be here for another. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care what they say about eels and shit. I still want to believe in the plesiosaur. But really, a giant eel—that's what they think. Then that's plesiosaur, bitch. What do you know? Anywho, that's it for our cryptids. Mm-hmm. Shall we talk about? Obsessions. I haven't even fucking thought about it, even once. Well, Heather, <laughs> that's part of your research. Oops. To think of what to be obsessed with. Okay. You go first. So, my... It's not even an obsession, but it's a way for me to talk about our podcast. Is I did a photo shoot this weekend with Feathered Flash Photography. And she is literally the sweetest soul on earth. And... She was talking to me while I was getting my hair and makeup done, and she goes, oh, yeah, I was listening to your podcast on my way down, because she lives up in, like, Fresno? Sacramento. One of those. Um, So she's like, yeah, I was listening to your podcast on the way down, and I was like, oh, but then I got really like, oh, no. Like, Why? Because it's weird for me when I know people listen, because then I'm like, oh, my God, you hear how stupid I am. Like, (laughs) my voice sounds, like, awful, and I'm stupid. (laughs) I can't speak. So... But yeah. I don't think that's true. I know. I feel like I'm so I'm so hard on myself. Like I wouldn't have picked you if you sounded. I feel like every time I'm done with that episode, I'm like, oh my god, I could have done ten times better. Well, that's how I feel too. That's how everyone feels. I think. But I was really happy that you know someone's listening. Did she say anything about it? No. She probably lied. She probably. <laughs> <laughs> She probably put it on for five seconds. It's like, ugh. Oh, please. <laughs> no, but for real, she is the sweetest person ever. So it was really nice to hear that she was listening. I've been watching a lot of Charmed again. Really? Yeah. What's it on? Netflix. Oh, it is? And... Did you watch the Charm reboot? Oh, no. No, no. Um, but this was, like, my life 20 years ago. Like, my whole fucking life. And... It's still really great. Mm-hmm. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. They, there's some seriously good acting. They just all hate each other, right? And great chemistry. Well, Alyssa Milano and Shannon Doherty hated each other. Yeah. While um, filming? Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's, that's why awkward. Shannon Doherty left. God, it's because Alyssa Milano was like, uh, either she goes or I go. Yeah. And they picked Alyssa Milano because Shannon Doherty is a handful. Mm-hmm. She's a great actress, but she's a lot to deal with. Yeah. So, yeah. I still feel a lot of the emotions I felt when I watched it 20 years ago. And I remember um, I posted something about it on Facebook. Um, If I missed an episode, I'd have to print out a synopsis of the episode and read it Mm -hmm. in class. Because in those days, there was no DVR. And if you missed an episode of something, it's, like, too fucking bad. Yeah. Like, it's it's gone now. Um, 
But I was so obsessed with that show, like, I had to just read it on paper and, like, use my imagination to, like, try and, you know, put everyone in my mind because you couldn't miss part of the story. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. It's, like, so wild how big it was in my life and to, like, watch it again and be like, you know what? It's still there. This is really good. And I still feel all those feelings. And it's still pure to you kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nostalgia at its best. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you watch things that you watched when you were a kid and you're like, this is kind of terrible. Cool. You know, you're like, I don't get what I saw mm-hmm. in this, but Charmed is amazing. Can I tell you a secret? What? I've never seen it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure... If I watched it now for the first time, you know what? I think it still would be good. Yeah. I think you should watch it. Yeah. I know Kylie loves it. It's fantastic. And at one point in my life, it was... It's Three Sisters, right? Yeah. Alyssa Milano. Shannon Doherty and Holly Marie Combs. But then in season four, they got uh, Rose McGowan instead. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to explain to you why, because mm-hmm. you need to see it. But it's so... Mm. How many seasons are there? Nine? It was on for that long? Mm. Shit. So good. And I know they're trying to reboot it. I don't know how well it went. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I don't fucking care. It's not. You can't do that. The CW is a funny network. They have so many issues with the CW. They have some good trash shows. I mean, okay, look. Do I watch Riverdale? You bet your ass I do. I watched Arrow for so long, and then I rage quit yeah. because they killed my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And then they brought her back on another show. So I was like, okay, I forgive you. Started watching it again, and then rage quit it a second time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Go fuck yourself times infinity. I mean, what what was the CW before? Cause it, the it WB. The WB. I believe that's when, like, Roswell was originally on. It was. Um, my mom and I loved Roswell. Um, they rebooted that, too. Which, apparently, it's not bad. I, I didn't care. I'll, I'll watch it. Because I really like the guy that's on it. I don't know anything. It's Caleb from Pretty Little Liars. And he's I don't hot. know who that is. And I don't know what that is. And... Well, Holly Marie Combs is on Pretty Little Liars. From Charmed. She was a mom of someone. She was. I don't know. That's all I know. Hannah. Hannah, I think. I don't. It's been a while. That's all I know. She played the mom of someone on Pretty Little Liars. I should know these things. But yeah, the CW does some good and some bad. They have uh, a lot of issues to work out. Well, now they're doing um, Nancy Drew. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious about that one. I don't know. I really liked Nancy Drew when I was a kid, so they're probably gonna fucking ruin it. I mean, you never know. Sure. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Like we said, it's the beginning of October. It's the beginning of our our Let's not. Festivus of the rest of us. <laughs> Wrong holiday. It's our holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get our listeners involved. Come and tell us your favorite um, cryptids. Yes. 
Because we could only name off like three, and I know. <laughs> I know there's a lot more. There's hundreds. Yeah, so tell us if you've ever had an encounter. Um, if you've ever gone camping in the Sequoias, tell us if you've had any crazy things happen. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to add to that? Nope. You're checked out? Mm-hmm. Too much vodka? Mm-hmm. Just keep sipping? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anywho, that's it for us this week. We'll see you next Thursday. If you miss us in the meantime, remember, we're always with you in spirit. And we love you to death, 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 death.